Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. Advent greetings. This is the first Sunday of Advent. Father Chad Jarnigan here. Much of the readings today have such wonderful lessons for us. Isaiah 64, 1 through 9, Psalm 80, 1 through 7, 17 through 19, and the Gospel of Mark 13, 24 through 37. And we're not even looking at 1 Corinthians passage of the epistle today. There is the lighting of the Advent candles that begin with the candle of hope. The word Advent is from the Latin Adventus, which means coming, arrival. Advent is the beginning of a new liturgical year. It is a season of expectation and preparation as the church prepares to celebrate the coming of the Christ and his incarnation, the readings and liturgies not only direct us toward the hope of Christ's birth, but they also challenge our modern reluctance to deep belief. Many of you may be like me and have so many friends who maybe once practiced faith or professed a faith and now find themselves not believing. A good friend of mine no longer believes in God, and there's a lot of contributing factors. He has concluded that God's hiddenness is proof of God's absence. Many of you may be there or have been there or perhaps will be there. During the season of Advent, there are invitations, there's prompts for us if we are to be brave enough to be present. Fleming Rutledge wrote, Advent bids us to take a fearless inventory of the darkness. The biblical writers do not share our hesitation about naming and lamenting God's hiddenness. As many of the passages from today's lectionary, many of them don't pause at the idea of taking inventory of the darkness. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, cries Isaiah in our Old Testament reading today. Restore us, O Lord of hosts, let your face shine that we may be saved, pleads the psalmist. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken, says Jesus in Mark's gospel today. Advent begins in the dark. If you haven't observed Advent or if the liturgical year is new to you, I want to say welcome and Happy New Year. Nora Gallagher 
says that liturgical time is a counterweight and I'd say a cultural counterweight. There's a radical honesty in these scriptures today as we begin this season. How long will you be angry with your people? Asked the psalmist. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed, cries Isaiah. During Advent, we stop posturing and pretending. We can actually rest in God's hiddenness and look to the coming of the light. Take inventory of the dark. I think many of us would see life as an opportunity of resolve, of certainty. We resist unresolve and uncertainty, mystery, darkness. In many ways, an illustration of my children always leaving the lights on upstairs in every single room, all while being downstairs. Not a soul upstairs, but the lights are on just in case. We want the certainty of the entire world, our entire life, all of our circumstances and situations being illuminated without mystery and darkness. There are a few gifts that we are offered with Advent. The first gift is the permission to tell the truth. Acknowledge reality as it is. Even if it is laced with pain and sorrow and uncertainty. We are invited to describe life on earth as it is. Perhaps as it is in heaven. We need God to love, to hold, deliver, and restore us in our rest and in our dark. One of the many beautiful holy realities is that God's apparent hiddenness, we are still held and seen and even changed. Another gift of the season is less of a gift and more of an invitation. And it's the invitation of waiting. Isn't that something that we resist? We don't look forward to waiting typically. During Advent, we live with the quiet anticipation in the not yet. We stop rushing, if at all possible during this season, and we decide to call sacred what is still in process. As Paul puts it in this week's reading from 1 Corinthians, we wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is no easy task because we are conditioned for the celebration of the finish line of shortcuts and the hype of clutter and noise. Eugene Peterson calls the Christian life a long obedience in the same direction. And I don't think that we can get more countercultural than that. 
If the world speeds past darkness to the safety of certainty in the light, then Advent reminds us that necessary things, things worth waiting for, happen in the soft reality of the dark. Next spring's seeds break open in the dark winter soil. God's spirit hovers over the dark water, preparing to create new worlds. Lastly, Advent prepares us for the God who is always arriving, the God who always is. When we are the ones who aren't typically present, God doesn't show up, we do. God already is. When we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, the presence to be. Sometimes we will see a God who may turn out to be very far from the one that we expected and maybe even hoped to find. And with that, I'm always struck by the differences between the biblical passages that we read during Advent and the ones that we shift to when Christmas finally arrives. And eventually, when Epiphany, the beautiful reality that God is with us, for us, among us. In his sermon entitled, The Face in the Sky, Frederick Bigner describes the incarnation as a kind of scandal, one that requires us to ponder the shocking unpredictability of God. He says this, those who believe in God can never in a way be sure of God again. Once they have seen him in the stable, they can never be sure where he will appear or to what lengths he will go or to what ludicrous depths of self-humiliation he will descend in his pursuit of humankind. The God who is limitless chooses limits. And then if that is true of the creator of the cosmos, shouldn't we know and choose our limits? Rest in our limits. The God of one womb, one brief human life, one harsh death, God's human way of Jesus helps us to see our humanity. To be okay to choose limits for ourselves. We can't do it all, nor should we. Oh, that you would tear the heavens and come down. There's only a few places where this word for tear happens. It is here. It is at the tearing of the heavens, at the baptism of Jesus, and at the tearing of the veil in the temple at Christ's crucifixion. 
This is an honest prayer that we need not fear. It's okay to rest and to pray into the silence and into the hiddenness of God. Unexpected God, may your advent alarm us. Awaken us from our drowsy living, from our anxious presence. Awaken us to our absence. And the sedative of our misdirected frenzies. Awaken us now to your presence. And the Lord bend us into your peace. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.